I'm Melissa White, and welcome to the Spirit Room Podcast. This is a show to help inspire you to live your life to the fullest, but really to learn about those that guide us, our unseen helpers, guides, angels, loved ones in spirit that walk beside us in this life. I'll share with you personal experiences from my life as a professional medium and mentor. I'll also offer you insight into working with the spirit world and introduce you to guests that I find fascinating and that might lead you on your own journey to further discover your own soul's gifts. So sit back, relax, and enjoy. Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Spirit Room Podcast. I'm Melissa White, and I'm here today with a really lovely special guest. Her name is Marianne Cottingham, and she is a clinical counselor. And she's joining me today to chat about some exciting things that we have upcoming. And so welcome. Hey, Melissa. I'm super happy to be here. Thanks for having me. And yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Amazing. So I was trying to think before we started our conversation here, how we actually met or when, and I know it's got to be years now, like at least five or six years, I would say. Yeah, I think seven. Okay. All right. So it's like 2015-ish? Yes, that sounds right. Okay. Wonderful. Wonderful. So throughout that time, yeah, it's been it's been amazing to see like the changes, I think, in both of our lives and both of our Um, careers and work situations. And I just really am happy to to be here today with you to chat about some of this stuff. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. I feel like this has been kind of a long time in the making. But yeah, as we know, with life, uh, things take time and distractions uh, are plentiful. The unexpected (laughs) is now the expected, I feel like. So yeah, it's been a bit of a long haul, but I'm super excited about obviously collaborating and also just just talking and kind of spreading, spreading the word. And it's been a really tough few years, obviously, or at least a couple years Mm -hmm. um, with the pandemic. And and then it just appears, like I was saying to a client the other day, it's, it's like, don't settle down and think that everything's going to be quote unquote normal just because there's so much unrest that now is really a time that I think that professionals can step up and try to hold space for all the, all the negativity and all the uh, suffering that people are going through. I agree. I agree. And it is such a calling for that. I noticed that with students of mine and, and clients of mine and even just in my own sort of practice that I feel as though we're going through a bit of an upgrade or this feeling of everything like everything that we've been learning now really taking it and applying it and those of us that have been healers and working in that kind of capacity we're now being asked to really become teachers and inspirers and kind of like take that sort of role I think in a bigger way. Yeah, I agree 100%. Right. So tell our listeners, how did Crossroads Collective, how did this come to be? Like, what, where did the vision really begin for that? Yeah, so Crossroads Collective is a multidisciplinary health clinic. We are located in Langley, British Columbia, as far as our physical space, but we have a lot of services that are virtual. So we kind of think of ourselves as, as bigger than just being here. But mm-hmm. The kind of speaking of visions, I became a massage therapist in 2012. And right when I first started working, I had this vision of creating what I was envisioning as a one stop shop for services. And the reason was that I saw the stress it caused people and clients when they had to go to many different clinics to get their services in the first place. But also there was a lack of continuity in their care because Mm. it's cumbersome for the practitioners to talk to one another when they don't have a working relationship or accessibility to each other. Right. 
So think doctors talking to the treating professionals or the treating professionals like a physio or a chiropractor and a massage therapist talking to one another. Because these issues, what I found out, well, I probably already knew, but I definitely found it out being an RMT that while people were presenting to me with physical issues, there were a lot of undertones and manifestations of emotional or mental health stuff or even spiritual stuff going on that can manifest physically. So I was actually mm-hmm. seeing it on my table, but I didn't have that network to really provide the support to the clients that I wanted to. Mm-hmm. So that was back in 2012. So fast forward, I end up getting a degree in health sciences and continuing as a massage therapist. I met my business partner, Lisa. And she specialized in business as well as access to services for special needs children, Mm -hmm. which is totally different from the background that I come from, which is more sports and physicality. And we were becoming clinical counselors at the same time. And just together, we had this, I think our overall goal, if I had to explain it, is really to provide the best service and as many services as we can while also breaking down any barriers that stop people from being able to get those services. Amazing. I love that. And I think you're so, it's so true that there are, there are things that get in people's way when it comes to access. So like, what do you think stops people from receiving support with their mental health? Yeah. I mean, I do think that this applies to mental health and I think it applies to really all all the facets of our health but mm-hmm. I see financial accessibility being one of the issues mm-hmm. a lot of people don't understand that they have benefits and how their benefits work so that they mm-hmm. can access services they might not have benefits and therefore they think that let's say a counseling experience is out of reach for them. So they don't even try to get access. Mm -hmm. So those are a couple of the things as well as obviously, if you're experiencing, you know, anxiety, depression, you may be lacking in motivation or energy, or have a fear around going out, meeting somebody new, talking to a stranger, etc. So I think there's multiple barriers, especially to the mental health side, but even to the physical side, we just saw too many people saying, I need help, but I don't know how to get it, or I can't afford it. And we really have tried to create our clinic around making sure that we are accessible to as many people as we can. Yeah, beautiful, beautiful. And it is true. I think sometimes there is a frustration when it comes to the physical, even, yeah, the physical health and well being, because depending on what your situation is, but I know I've experienced it where I'll take concerns to, say, my doctor. And there is almost like this, at times, there's been like this dismissing of a concern or dismissing that, oh, it's almost like not being not being taken um, as seriously as I feel like I would like it to be. And in that place, you're kind of thinking like, well, where would I turn then? And of course, for me, because I work with energy and all that stuff, it makes sense for me to look at different approaches, not just going to like a medical doctor. But certainly, yeah, it can feel disheartening when you're looking for the answer, you're trying to get some help, and it feels like you're either not being listened to, or it's not being taken seriously. Yeah, and that's a really hard experience because it's also possible in a situation like that maybe that was the first time you told somebody or expressed a concern. And if the first thing you are met with is dismissal versus attentiveness, Mm -hmm. then maybe you don't pursue it again. Yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah, definitely. So uh, to have a place I think that you can go and actually access like assistance and guidance with physical, mental, emotional, and now spiritual. So this fourth pillar that you're introducing, like tell our listeners what that entails. Yeah, sure. So if you don't mind, I'll just speak to the four pillars in general. Yes. Yeah. Uh, the logo for Crossroads is four different, what, what we call the pillars. So when you look at it, you see two gray kind of corner pieces and two blue corner pieces, depending on where you're viewing our logo. And 
the name of the business is Crossroads Collective. And the idea is that those four pillars that are represented in our logo are physical, mental, emotional, and spiritual health. So that's the four parts that make up the corners. And then the intersection is the crossroads. So this vision that we've had for our clinic, it's really been rooted there from the beginning that we want to incorporate all four of these pillars. So obviously with physical health, you have massage therapy, fitness coaching and training, dietitian for mental health and emotional health. We have counseling, which specializes in in different areas. So the fourth pillar is what we are calling the spiritual component or pillar. And we're really excited about this because we feel that perhaps it's a little bit more of a holistic or Eastern viewpoint to treating the whole person Mm -hmm. rather than just trying to pull out small parts. For example, separating your mental health from your emotional health is really not feasible. They're very tied together. And Mm -hmm. similarly, if you had a chronic health condition or any health condition affecting your physical health, it's very likely your mental and emotional health are also impacted. So our beliefs and our values and what we think about suffering and the world and where we're going if we're dealing with grief and loss of of a loved one or even our own mortality which is Mm -hmm. something that we see regularly in counseling from young children who are just learning the permanence of death and the anxiety around that all the way through to people that have been diagnosed with a terminal illness that come to counseling in advance to the grief and loss that we see after somebody has lost somebody. So that whole part, I mean, you can't really consider just the mental health or just the emotional health and not factor in that spiritual part of us. And so that's why we really believe that it's important to have services that that really look at the whole person. And we're just super excited about the fourth pillar because there's also, we recognize as much as we know, I've been in school for many, many years to be formally educated. Mm-hmm. The more I, I'm sure it's a quote by somebody else, the more I learn or know, the more I know that I don't know. Mm-hmm. Right? So With how much we don't know, we also don't want to pretend that we have it all figured out and we're going to, you know, treat this and treat that. And we don't have this belief that we have it all figured out. And for that reason, we also really want to be open to other methods of healing and bringing people together and offering connection that they might otherwise not have in their lives or that you could use even if you do have it in other relationships. Mm hmm. Well, it's pretty exciting to me because I feel as though the spiritual component, the spiritual aspect in so many ways is not recognized by conventional professionals, like conventional healthcare professionals. I think it's gaining traction and things are changing, but it's certainly not the norm yet. So to, yeah, to be included and to be able to be coming to offer the group readings and different services through Crossroads Collective is super exciting because it is this acknowledgement of the value of the spiritual aspect, that it is important and equally as important as the other, the other factors. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, we're super excited to to be collaborating and to have you as another as part of our fourth pillar, because those pillars, they although we call it the fourth pillar as if it's isolated, none of them are isolated. That's why it's Mm -hmm. called the crossroads. So we Mm -hmm. can't pretend it doesn't exist. Uh, It's not a three way intersection in that logo. It's a four way intersection and we're meeting in the middle. So we're super excited about collaborating. And obviously, we also have Roxanne, who's a shaman with mm-hmm. an indigenous background. As we know, there's been a tremendous amount of uh, trauma and damage that's been done, not just in this country, but certainly in camp to our indigenous population. So having your services available to people, having and bringing in and recognizing the importance of healing in a way that suits the client Mm -hmm. is so key, which is why we don't just have, you know, one offering. Mm -hmm. And, and similar to that, 
we get calls, for example, for counseling, and people will ask us, do you have, let's say, a Christian counselor? Or do you have a counselor with this set of beliefs? And part of why we have 40 plus counselors at our office is because we do want to have as many people there and professionals there with different beliefs that can serve different people as well. And then not just serving them from the counseling perspective, but being able to cross those those barriers so that we're bringing it all together. We're working in conjunction with one another, which is really right. about, again, breaking down those barriers to services so that somebody can get the best service and the most holistic approach possible. Right. Well, what do you think is a good tip for someone who is looking to find the right, like, healthcare, well-being, mental health professional for them? Like, what would you say to someone? Yeah, that's a good question. And I think that in, in a sense, it's a little bit personal, but I have some maybe overarching tips that I would give to everybody. Mm -hmm. So the first one would be that when it comes to, for example, the counseling or the therapeutic relationship in a counseling setting, mm -hmm. we know that the number one factor that impacts change or positive change in a person's life is the therapeutic relationship between the counselor and the client. So when we look at the therapeutic relationship, we want it to be based on trust, on comfort, on care. You believe that that person cares about you. They listen to you. They're kind of in your corner. Mm -hmm. So if you meet a counselor we're of course humans for all of our lives and we are probably living more of our lives as not a counselor prior to us getting certified or getting our education. Mm -hmm. So you have to think that although we're counselors, it doesn't mean just because you pick one that the first one you pick, it has to make or break whether you continue in counseling. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. We're, we're just human. So that relationship is so important. One of the things I will say is, Definitely look at your intuition and your gut about how you feel talking to that person, sitting in a room with that person. If it doesn't work, simply switch to somebody else. Please don't give up on the counseling process if it's something that you know you need. Yes. Because it's not one and done. It's really about making sure you find someone where that therapeutic relationship is going to be strong and beneficial because it's the number one contributor to change. Beautiful. Well, I think that's true. That resonance with someone when it comes to something like this is so important. And I see that within my own work as well. And I've had people come to me and say that, oh, I did have a reading, I don't know, years ago, and it was this and it was that, and they had such a bad taste in their mouth. And I always am saying, don't allow that to make you feel like, oh, that, that it's not something, it's not for you or that you can never have a positive experience. It doesn't mean that that person is not skilled necessarily. It could just mean it's not the right one for you and your energy and maybe your specific needs. So I think that's really important for people to recognize. Yeah, absolutely. I agree. And also don't forget the timing of things is also very important. So mm -hmm where you are at in your journey, where the professional is at in their development, or even the things going on in their own life that can influence just their energy, or we're, again, humans, yeah. you know, as a foundation. So timing of things, if you meet at a certain time, maybe there's just these epiphanies, and there's such a connection there. If you had met five years prior, it might not have been a match. Mm -hmm. So it's not just the people, it's the timing, it's the energy, it's the circumstances that we have to be mindful of. And sometimes we just have to keep trying. Yeah, I agree. I definitely agree with that. So that is so important. And having, yeah, I love that you said to use your intuition, because it's true, that will be a way to you can guide yourself as far as how do you feel? And do you feel that you are seen and understood? Because from my perspective and all of these readings that I've done over the years, that seems to be the thing that I think people actually really are looking for is and sometimes in a reading or even maybe in a therapeutic setting, like in counseling, that may be 
the first time that person has ever felt really seen or understood in their whole life. Like we don't know. And so I think the impact of being able to hold space for someone and being able to really be, like you said, be on their side and, and for somebody to feel that, that is absolutely a phenomenal gift to give yourself. I think it's amazing to, to have that opportunity. Yeah, absolutely. And, and like we said, if, if you don't find it the first time or even the second time, just do yourself a favor, try another practitioner, get you know, different advice from people or word of mouth or whatever you got to do to do what's right for you if you need it. You just got to keep trying. I'm sure it's the same in your field and working with energy that it's not always going to be a match. And again, maybe the, the combination of different events going on in the world at the time that two people meet, it doesn't work, but it could work beautifully at another time. So sometimes it's even worth trying again under different circumstances with the same person. Yep. I've had that happen before where we've tried again, like with myself and then the same client in a different, either a different time or a different way, and then had amazing success. So I really do believe that to be true. And when you're working on a soul level, which I think in many ways, we always are, really, no matter what kind of healing work we're, we're doing, I think it, it does exist on a soul level simultaneously with all of the other modalities. But it's something about like just how actually delicate that balance is with the energy and how things how things progress. It's very much like something I think that needs to be nurtured and cared for. And we just have at some point surrender a little bit of this pressure or feeling that I think from the practitioner's point of view, like we cannot control the outcome and also from the person who's receiving that also they're not in charge of the outcome necessarily, but that it's the, the actual process and like working together. That's how you're going to get there. Yeah, absolutely. I sometimes feel that people have an assumption about the work that a counselor does or even the work that you do, let's just say yeah. in the role of, of medium, mm-hmm. where they believe that it's one direction, unidirectional, meaning mm-hmm. I'm the professional as the counselor, and they just have to sit there, and I'm going to give the answers and make the magic, as opposed to recognizing that that's actually a bi-directional relationship. So the mm-hmm. way that we are interacting with one another, both of our intentions, both of our energies coming into that, and if it's more than one person that I'm working with, then we have to factor that in as well, like a family or a couple or whatever. So that's a bi-directional relationship. It's really never just in one direction. So Mm -hmm. I agree with you from the perspective of sometimes feeling a bit of pressure rather than recognizing that we just have to massage it a little bit and work together and give it a chance to build into a really healing environment. Mm -hmm. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. And I think it's amazing to be able to have this sense of being able to recommend some other healing modalities to people. Like, I am such a believer in getting whatever type of help that you need, whatever assistance, whatever's going to be the best thing for you. And I really don't believe that mediumship is the answer for everyone's problems. Like I think that it's definitely healing and it it can be extremely life-changing. However, it is not this a solution. It's really an inspiration point. It can give someone the knowledge and the reassurance that their their loved ones are still with them and that that relationship can still go on even though it's not a physical one. But I think that there's so much other stuff that can be explored. And really, there's been times and I've shared with you before where I felt like I am almost expected in some cases to really be a counselor in a way. And there's things that I've recognized over the years that like, oh, wait a minute, that's not actually my, I don't have the experience for that, or the education for that, or that's just really not my expertise. So I feel this is such an amazing thing to be able to also say, 
here's this resource, like these are these people that I know and trust and that can provide you with something that is just as valuable and that I I couldn't offer you and vice versa. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we call that the scope of your work or the scope of your Mm -hmm. expertise. Mm -hmm. And we all, even as counselors, you can be trained as a generalist because we Mm -hmm. are trained that way. And Mm -hmm. then you can be, let's say, particularly strong in an area just by nature, your Mm -hmm. personality, your past experiences, the way you were raised. You can also specialize from an educational perspective in a certain area and offer services that way. And it's just really important to recognize also your limitations. Mm -hmm. And I think in this case, it, it feels to me that you've probably been put in a position where you are being asked to, the expectation of you is much greater than anybody could deliver. And certainly than any one person should try to deliver, to take on that responsibility of helping somebody grieve and heal as a solo practitioner offering a certain service. It's just not realistic. And the Mm -hmm. management of expectations is really, I think, the answer to that, as well as like you said, to partner with people that you trust so that you can help people to guide them towards other services that could be valuable or necessary for them to continue their healing. Totally, 100%. And that's something that I've had to come to over time to recognize that, oh, wait a minute, like there, there is this only so far that I, I feel that I would feel comfortable in taking someone when I can tell, oh, wait a minute, there's a need for something else that I literally do not or could not really have the, the answer for. So it's quite good to have that assurance that, yes, okay, like we can kind of have this approach where they, people can be referred where they need to be and then receive what they need. So that feels really good. Absolutely. And not just that they get referred there, but Mm -hmm. with the permission of the client, should they want this, so they they have Mm -hmm. to consent to it, the practitioners Mm -hmm. being able to and being willing to speak to one another and be guided and be willing to take in different kinds of information from different sources so that they Mm -hmm. can get a more full picture of of how we could help an individual with what they're going through is so valuable. Definitely. I think so. It's more of like a team approach. And I sort of liken it to like, we each have this spirit team of guides and guardians and angels that are working with us from the other world. And then here, this would be like your human team like that are working. And I kind of get this image as we're chatting about it, that for every healer here that's working and helping somebody um, with what they need, there's like at least that many or more assisting and inspiring and helping from the other side. So it's kind of a, a big, a big group effort. Yeah, yeah, totally. And if you think when you said that I had this, the same vision, like I was envisioning what you were saying. And I also think that's why we also went with calling it a collective mm-hmm. is what I envision when you say that is, let's say the client is in the middle of a circle. And we are around them as people working to help them or heal them or whatever it is they're going through. And then Mm -hmm. with us, there's also that circle of all the support that we're getting, right? So we're really encircling the client and, and trying to help them, like you said, with whatever support that comes with us as healers, as well as us together as healers. So that collective power and healing, I think the more the merrier. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Because it can feel, I mean, just from my own experience and my perspective doing what I've done, it can be really lonely because there is a lot of moving parts when it comes to not only just the work itself and some of the experiences that you go through, like being so open and so connected energetically to so many people for an extended period of time that there's that but then there's also this sense that you almost at times feel as though it's a bit solitary it's kind of like on your shoulders and so the idea to kind of embrace collaboration is 
really beautiful. And it is true. Anytime I've ever worked in a group, like I think that's why I love doing the group reading so much is because it is a group. (laughs) So there's something about the energy that for me anyway, just feels different. And there's something that you can almost accelerate at times or amplify some of the healing when you're experiencing it with other people. Yeah, absolutely. And when you talked about earlier, you said something actually that I would like to go back and touch on, which was actually, no, I forget. I'm going to go back to what you just said, because I remember that one. So when I just want to say when Lisa and I Right before we started the business, she actually had already leased space that she was using part of a week. And she Mm -hmm. asked me if I wanted to lease the other days, we would share this office space. Mm -hmm. And one of the reasons that I didn't say as to why we started the collective was that we ended up each doing the exact same things, but for our own business. So for Mm -hmm. my own business, I needed a business name, a website business cards, pictures, social media. I had to do all my own booking and scheduling. And she was doing exactly the same thing for her business, but we're working out of one office. Yeah. Right. So the number of hours that we were actually spending doing what we were not planning to really do, you go to school to become a counselor or you have a calling in your life and a gift to be a medium or an energy worker. That's, ideally where your energy would actually go but instead Mm -hmm. it got so bogged down with the other 13 hats we had to wear and we were Mm -hmm. both wearing them so we got to get we got to talking and decided that that was kind of a waste of time and also because we're sharing an office we're never there at the same time so it's also isolating to be a private Mm -hmm. practitioner because you go in there you go in there with your clients you do tough work you carry some of the, as much as you work on protecting your own energy and you're, you know, learning yeah. those boundaries when you become a new professional, even when mm-hmm. you're, you've been doing it for a long time, it can be difficult. Yeah. As much as you're trying to do that, the work we do with, with our clients can be heavy and we're carrying that and we need to make sure that we're obviously looking out for ourselves. So when we created the collective, one of the ideas behind it was really to make it so that practitioners can just practice their trade or their skill set or whatever it is that they're doing and that administratively we will take care of the rest. So the hat that the professional is wearing is the hat that they are really gifted in or what they want to be doing because we believe they can actually offer more to their clients when they're in that setting. And then as well, we can put our energy as owners and managers and and this team that we have, which is lovely, we can put our energy in coming together and supporting one another. So you get that sense that you're not isolated anymore because you have something around you, a whole Mm -hmm. support network, a team, and a team, by the way, with the same vision. You know, it just doesn't work to put a bunch of people together and have 10 people disagree or not have the same approach or vision for helping people that the other 20 people might have. Now, we're over 70 at this point in our organization, and it's so important to us when we are bringing on practitioners or having people join our group that are existing reputable professionals that we make sure everybody has that same collective vision going forward so that we Mm -hmm. can move together like you were saying, with an amplified or elevated energy. Yeah. And that's really one of the most exciting things. And I also think it's why people are attracted to coming to work with us. And then also why we can provide a a higher level of care to clients than maybe possible in in more of an isolated setting. Yeah, no, for sure. And it's innovative. It's kind of something that I feel you don't really see a lot of out there necessarily and there is a sense of um just from my own perspective like it's so good but it's also strange when you're so used to literally being like (laughs) responsible for every single little detail and there's a feeling of like oh this is kind of interesting to actually have even that feeling that you're not in it 
alone, even energetically. So I think that's a huge benefit. It's definitely a good thing. Yeah. And you're right, though, that it's a bit of an adjustment. Obviously, we still run a business. So we have to be looking out as well for making sure we can pay our rent and pay our people and and keep everybody alive and and well. But it's, it's also a little bit interesting when when you make a shift from doing everything yourself to now handing off some of that and entrusting client care or HR or any of those things to other people, it's, mm-hmm. it's a little, it can be a little bit uncomfortable and, mm-hmm. and anxiety inducing because you wonder if they're going to care as much as you do. Are they going to provide the same level of service that you would if you did it yourself? So there's this, I think really an acceptance process as well as an anxiety around making that leap to working in an organization like ours. Yeah, yeah, no, it's definitely it is an adjustment. But I do think too, like when you're going through any type of transition or change, there's also this kind of like, it's a bit of a grieving process for like, what things have been. And then you're kind of looking forward and going into this. For me, it's like, how can I expand what I'm doing? But also, how can I have more balance? in my life or more harmony in my life. And so this is this is part of it. Like I'm having to adjust to doing things in a different way than I'm used to just because I've been doing it for so long. But the beautiful part of that too is that with that growth, then there is this opportunity for a different way of feeling in my work situation. So that is exciting. But also, yeah, it's like it is a change for sure. Yeah, and I have a question for you. I wonder now that you're adjusting to it, and I know it's an adjustment, how are you feeling about your energy being maybe more protected or being able to be directed differently in this kind of setting as opposed to doing everything on your own? Yeah, well, I'm, I'm starting to recognize that for me, energetically, it will, it's giving me a bit more breathing room. So it's not a sense of as maybe as frantic or as feeling always like I'm forgetting to respond to someone or I'm like forgetting to like, did I like so many times laying there in bed being like, did I email that person back or not? And so having this sense that, oh yeah, literally somebody could call, they can call you guys, they could email. There is a dedicated person and people who will, you know, return that call and who will email them back and they know the information and they they understand about all of it. So it's a freeing feeling and it's giving me a bit of inspiration going forward that now actually energetically, I can pour more of that energy into the actual work. And also some projects and things that I want to create, like things that take time and take energy and take space in my schedule to put out there. So it's allowing me to have a different, yeah, a different feeling as far as how I'm feeling just in my work itself and also just day-to-day energetically to do with scheduling and all that stuff. So it's, I feel as though it's, it's pretty amazing, but also just so foreign. I just haven't been used to that yet. So yeah, that's great. That's new to you. And we hope obviously that was one of our hopes by trying to collaborate with one another was that you, when you have a gift, and you get bogged down with other things that aren't your strength or aren't your passion, I actually believe that it takes more of our energy to do those things yeah. than something that flows really naturally that we're skilled at or that we have a, a special skill set in. So it's, it's great. I heard your podcast the other day about the card decks and some of the other really exciting things mm-hmm. that you have on the go. And I really right. believe that this is a move that, is going to make it possible for you to tackle those because they take mental energy, planning, collaborating, lots of moving parts there that you just don't have time for if you're interrupted by your phone buzzing because you got to book the next thing. Yeah. Yeah. And it's also that answering of questions and things that I've always done, but it's so 
nice to know that like, okay, I, I literally am not the only person who can answer those. Like those are questions that like I can entrust others to do that. Yeah. And and that makes sense. So it does feel like it's another step forward and it's a feeling that um it's well needed. Like the I would say the last couple of years, yes, because of the pandemic, but just also just energetically for myself, I've recognized that I literally cannot be I mean, this is obvious, but I, it was not obvious to me um, that I cannot be and do all things all the time and be healthy. Like that's just, I, that's not going to work. So my goal going forward the next while, the next year especially, is to start to have some better um, boundaries when it comes to my energy. And, and that's a work in progress, but I think that I've come a long way with it already. And just recognizing that my health, so my mental, physical, emotional health, and spiritual health is also just as important as someone else's. And that if I don't look after it, if I don't nurture it, and also if I don't empower myself to do that, then this is I'm not going to be as um, helpful or as skilled at what I'm doing, because there's all these other factors. So I'm, I'm recognizing the need to really step into that and take charge and do something about that. Yeah. And it's, it's really great growth on your part to recognize that. Again, with that four pillar idea in your head, um, what's interesting is although our logo kind of has sharp edges, one of the tools that we use often in counseling is called a wellness wheel. Mm -hmm. And a wellness wheel typically has eight different areas. So it considers social, financial, environmental. There's some other factors in there. And Mm -hmm. we look at, let's say, how somebody's doing on each of those. When we look at their overall balance and their overall health, and quite often we will see not a round wheel, right? One or two of those areas will be quite low. So it it stands to reason that people are going to feel maybe not that they're achieving their potential to the degree that they could or that they are as healthy and able to move forward in the most productive way or whatever, even self-confidence wise if a few of the areas in their lives are really not getting any attention. So Mm -hmm. it's great to take these steps, I think, and for you to recognize, as you said, it was not obvious to you, but it's now obvious to you that that's the next part of growth for you. Mm -hmm. Oh, and I think it's true for a lot of people who do the work that I do. And I think it took for me some pretty... Mm, I don't know if I want to say severe, but probably it, it feels severe, like severe burnout yeah. to then go, oh, like there is a, there's a problem. There's something here that needs to get addressed. And when you're used to, I think just continuing on, some of the just used to like whatever happened, like just keep going. There is a sense of, yeah, like that it can be difficult to actually look at, but I do feel, yeah, it's, it's time. So it's good to have that. And I would say that it is growth because it, it isn't comfortable. And I do think that it's interesting. It's like, as I give these things to myself and sort of look at that, I'm able also to have even more empathy for the people that are coming to me and seeking what they're seeking, because I I get it. Like I literally have been in that situation where you're just something needs to shift and you're seeking that sort of support. So I do totally, I, I get it. Yeah. And I, I'm so happy that you've gotten there. I totally remembered what I was going to say. Can I go back to it? Yeah. So I was just thinking your kind of collaboration with us is really getting off the ground now, beginning in the next week or so. And I was thinking to myself, I found myself very excited about it the other night. And then I realized that prior to COVID, you made a comment earlier and you said, sometimes when you are doing mediumship or you're working with a client, you recognize that's outside your scope and maybe counseling would be helpful for this person, even in conjunction with the work that you're doing. Not that they can't see you for anything, but maybe that it would be beneficial in some way to them. Mm -hmm. And I was having the same experience as a counselor. Now, obviously, as a counselor, I'm very sensitive and, and we all are to the beliefs of our clients and what they're comfortable or not comfortable with. 
Yeah. So I had a few clients that were really experiencing this tremendous level of grief. And all I can explain it like is as if their soul was hurting. Mm, yeah. And although as counselors and, and, and for myself anyways, I could hold the space for them and I could recognize that they were suffering, but I just didn't feel in my scope and with my my skill set that I was able to offer them what they were needing besides mm-hmm. just being there with them and witnessing and what we call walking alongside the client. Mm-hmm. So I remember actually pre-COVID, I did contact you and I knew these clients were open because they had expressed it to other forms of spiritual healing besides just coming to counseling. So you came to Crossroads and hosted a group and I was present for it because it was all my clients that were invited that were experiencing this level of grief. They Mm -hmm. were absolutely excited and obviously consenting on their own will to come to this event. Right. And I just remember those clients in that session, they were not known to one another. And Mm -hmm. obviously I didn't provide you any information about them because of confidentiality. And also I know it's better for you to work with, with zero information about who you're seeing. So I provided Mm -hmm. you with nothing and they were not known to one another because again, confidentiality. So what was amazing to me was that the level of healing that I witnessed from the mediumship that you offered, the and not just that, but the connection between them, having mm-hmm. all been there that same time and place and having that experience together, that I remember one of my clients crying almost with relief and another one standing up and saying, can I give you a hug? And yeah, the, I remember, that. remember that? And the first one mm-hmm. said, yes, I would love that. And they just experienced this hug. And to this day, that was years ago. That was pre-COVID. To this yeah. day, those clients talk about that as the most healing part of their work was wow. that experience. And they continued in counseling and we did other really good work together and we were able to work through stabilization and different skills and they got to a better place in their mental health and whatnot. But that Mm -hmm. was so pivotal to them, but it was so lovely that you and I were both there and you were able to bring that. And then I got to witness and, and help those clients along. So it's not even just working together and offering services that I really want to make this about. It's about even offering them in conjunction so that we can provide the highest level of energy and healing to people. Yeah, amazing. And that is something I think that why I feel so passionately about working in that group environment, not that I won't work one-on-one anymore, like I still will, but the the group thing, there is something about that people they do have this experience together. And there's something about that also that is very bonding. And I I think that it can be super, super, like you're saying, like powerful and just, it speaks also that to the environment. So you provided that safe environment also that I feel that everyone who came was really open and willing and ready and it it happened in such a way that yeah there was this this beautiful healing so those things those moments and those things that i witness i think that yeah it's such a it's such a blessing and that's something that literally fills me with energy every time so as much as it it takes energy to do all that when there's experiences like that where you could literally see sometimes i see the difference in someone's face like before the reading and then after yeah and they actually look different like they look relieved and they look lighter, lighter. And sometimes it's like a joyful, almost like, oh, like they've been, something's occurred, whether they can articulate what that is or not, I don't know, but there is a sense that something has happened and that's pretty, that's pretty phenomenal. So I'll always be grateful to be able to see that. Yeah, that it, I I would describe it like a, a lighter looking thing, but also it's just a shift that one can experience and you can feel it in the energy 
when you're near that person. Because what it felt like when you started and what it feels like when you, you know, are done with, with whatever you guys are doing together. So mm-hmm. sometimes I get to experience that in counseling. Yeah. When people have had those really moving experiences or we've been able to uncover some, you know, ground that we hadn't gotten to before. But I really feel and that group that you came and did, I was so thankful for because I really felt that that group healing is such it's indescribable. I just really feel that it's not comparable to what you get when there's less people like in a one on one setting, you only have the energy of the well, not only, but let's say here anyways, you only have the energy of the two people that are present, that earthly right. energy. Whereas when you get more people together with that open approach to just connecting and being there, it really does elevate and amplify like you were saying earlier. And that is what I'm probably most excited about is for people to be able to experience that level of healing. Mm-hmm. No, super exciting. And yeah, I, I'm so looking forward to it. And the room is beautiful. You've created such an amazing space, like the feeling of it and the energy is like, I can't wait to get started. So I really thank you for coming and sharing. And also just thank you for this opportunity to to work together, because it's, it is really, really such a, a good thing. And I really feel excited. Well, that's great. I'm super honored that you were willing to take the time and and agreed to come on board with us because I do think it's a step outside maybe the realm of what you were thinking or what you might be used to. But I really do have a belief that that things are going to be we're going to do more together than than we've been able to do separately. And for Mm -hmm. that, I'm so excited. Amazing. Well, let's share how people can get in touch with Crossroads Collective and, and all of that stuff. Yeah, that's a good point. So we do have a website. It's www.crossroadscollective.ca. Our email address is info at crossroadscollective.ca. And phone number you can obviously find on the website, but it's 604-532-5340. So those are really the best ways to get I mean, the website's going to give you information, but you're more than welcome to call and we're open seven days a week. So there's lots of opportunity for our admin to be able to answer questions about any different services that we have. And then the email is also manned seven days a week. So that's another good way to get a hold of us if you don't want to call. Amazing. And I mean, seven days a week is uh, you don't see that. So I think that is amazing, like to have that accessibility for people. So there you have it. So I encourage I encourage you all to check them out and see what services are offered. There's a ton of different healing modalities. And yeah, definitely looking forward to it. So thank you so much. Yeah, thanks, Melissa. I just want to give a little shout out to our admin team, because seven days a week is really rare. And mm-hmm. they do a tremendous job. Again, that was one of the pieces of accessibility of just opening up their schedules, covering for one another and really being there for clients seven days a week. It's not very common and they're doing a tremendous job. So just a shout out to thank them for what they're doing for us. Definitely. hundred percent. I think that's amazing. Great. Beautiful. All right. I'll let you go. Thanks everyone. Take good care and until next time. Bye-bye.